Dave, we have honored guests today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I think this is the first time we've done a uh, a four-way uh, recording of, of uh, four of us in four different locations, right? Yeah, this is like a yeah, this is a quadruple ender. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. So who do we got? Uh, so we get uh, Ray Plosky. Uh, Ray, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Ray Plosky. <laughs> Sweet. That's short and to the point. <laughs> and, uh, Langdon? Uh, I'm Langdon. Uh, my last name is White, but usually Langdon is sufficient because it's relatively unique. But I do stuff for RHEL and developer evangelist for them. Nice. Ray, what do you do all day? Uh, eat bonbons mm-hmm. and take care of developer advocacy for Red Hat's middleware division. So if you like... Source or JBoss. There's a lot of work involved with making sure our events are up and our projects have sites and we talk about how cool our tech is. Nice. Okay, great. So we got uh, we got a developer outreach person from on the RHEL side, that's Langdon, and from the middleware side, that's uh, that's Ray. Um, and so we have you guys on the show because we wanted to talk about this new conference that you guys are putting together, uh, DevNation. Um, so uh, I don't know, Ray, do you want to tell, tell me a little bit about kind of DevNation or kind of where it came from? Sure thing. So over the years, we've had different uh, sub-conferences within the Java community. So if you've ever been to a Camel One or a JudCon, which is a JBoss user and developer conference, we've typically also, uh, we've gotten great success with these, and we have them around the globe, and we're, we will continue to do so. But at the same time, we also have a large event every year called Red Hat Summit, where we've typically placed uh, these smaller events a day or two beforehand. And that's been great and worked very, very successfully for us for the last, oh, four years or so. And the idea was, why don't we expand this out to more and more open source uh, communities, including, uh, you know, Red Hat's Enterprise Linux portion, as well as our cloud portion, and other friends within the open source ecosystem. So we're really excited about DevNation this year. It's the merger of JudCon plus Camel One plus uh, DevExchange or Tech Days or, or cloud workshops that you've seen in the past. And uh, we've got a pretty cool lineup. And this year, it won't be before Red Hat Summit. It'll be happening simultaneously with the tracks and sessions going on at this very same time. That's great. I mean, that's the, I really like that aspect of it. Cause before I know some of the, the, the like Judd and, and the other conferences, even the Fedora conferences had been not coincident with like, you had to actually fly in early to attend them. Um, and it just gets, it got kind of complicated and, and, uh, I like the idea that I could be going to, I could go to a more traditional Red Hat Summit type session, uh, and then change my mind and walk into a talk on Vertex, for example. Um, I think it's great. Uh, so, and and so, what's the thinking behind? So usually, and maybe this is just inside Red Hat, but like we usually have this um, kind of line between kind of the middleware developer world um, and then the kind of more platform infrastructure world, right? It's just kind of how the company thinks about it. I think it's probably a legacy from the JBoss acquisition, right? Um, So I think putting the two communities together in this is a really good idea. what what kind of comes from that? Um, are, are there is there in fact uh, enough overlap between those two communities that it makes sense to have them both in the same conference? Uh, we're very much hoping so, and, and actually, just 
anecdotally, there's there's a ton of, of cross-pollination going on, especially with virtualization, and we have a lot of sessions on Docker this year. Uh, no longer uh, will you have to stab a developer in the throat when he says that, it, well, it works on my machine. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, go promptly grab his laptop and put it in the data center. It doesn't need to necessarily happen. And um, with the advent of DevOps and a lot of the work, you'll find that DevNation doesn't just cater to pure driver developers or to uh, uh, Java coders, but the mix and match, you know, uh, with self-service, with OpenShift, it makes it a whole lot easier. So you'll find talks like uh, you mentioned Vertex, where guys can write this in Python, uh, they can write against Java, they can write against uh, CoffeeScript, JavaScript. Uh, so we've tried to very mindfully find a full spectrum of, of interesting topics, everything from uh, big data with uh, Hadoop and with Apache Sharp, all the way through things such as uh, optimizing for NUMA performance and real low-level Java-based uh, technology that is relevant for devs building new apps today. Uh, just to add to that, I mean, I think what is increasingly happening, right, is that, you know, we're not only kind of noticing it within Red Hat, right, but kind of in the developer space in the in the general world, you know, is like we're, we're using this term, you know, polyglot, right? Um, so few developers these days are, uh, you know, have the luxury of completely focusing on one language anymore. Uh, so they're starting to need to know kind of what else is out there and start to, you know, we've all known for a long time, right, that there's trade-offs based on the language that you, you use for the kinds of problems you're trying to solve. But most of the time, you know, at least traditionally, most of the time you didn't really have a choice, right? You either worked in Java, right, or you worked in C++ or you worked in, you know, I don't know. That was about it, really. <laughs> and then, uh, but but what's changing, right, is people are starting to say, hey, you know, Python's really good for this problem. You know, Java is good for that problem. Uh, you know, C++ is good for this problem over here. And, you know, oh, and once in a while we might do a little Ruby. Um, so I think what is also was important kind of with the DevNation stuff is that, you know, we didn't want to limit it to just saying, hey, you know, show up for this particular kind of thing because we know that, um, you know, the people who would come really probably have to play in a lot of different places. Um, the other comment I wanted to make, too, about uh, what's cool about the DevNation being concurrent with Summit is it's also a lot bigger. Uh, so I think we have a lot more sessions kind of across the board. And, you know, what we're hoping is with lots of people showing up, you know, next time we run this, we'll be able to even be bigger than we are currently. So, you know, what I think it lets us also do is expand the number of talks, you know, the number of keynotes, you know, the after hours events, all that stuff um, to kind of make it a lot more fun as well. Right, right. So is so is this? I know I've been to some developer-focused conferences, and it's and they're more or less like framework show and tells. And then there's other conferences which are more kind of operationally focused, or um, you know, this was our experience with Elasticsearch or what have you. Um, is this one or the other, or kind of a mix of the two? I think it leans towards being um, more kind of the former. Uh, you know, in the sense of it's more about 
you know, here is the, you know, here's this thing. And, uh, you know, if make sure you understand it. Um, but I think what we definitely try to do was only by way of example. So, you know, here's this real world use case of, you know, we we're talking about vertex, right? So like a vertex, and this is where it was, this is like kind of why you choose to use it and where you use it and, you know, and all those kinds of things, um, you know, or like, you know, what, what's the value of sharp versus Hadoop, you know? Um, so I think you kind of get, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, there's kind of a topic for every single one of those kinds of problems, but what we try to do was, you know, and we talked about this, uh, elsewhere as well is, you know, we try to make, you know, if you take the scale of one to five of, uh, kind of the difficulty of the talks, you know, we try to keep everything at least a three. Um, so, you know, unless it's some kind of brand new technology, hopefully most of the talks are, are kind of deep dive and interesting to people who understand how to program in general. And, you know, they might have a particular language or a set of languages that they use all the time. But, you know, generally speaking, we don't need intro books anymore when we're jumping languages. What we need is to really understand why, you know, Python is better for this problem than Ruby. Um, and, like, there may not be a talk labeled that, but hopefully the talks show you by way of example the answer to that question. Right. And, and, gotcha. and it's not just a, a Red Hat person getting up there talking about why a particular JBoss framework is useful and all that. We, we have all kind of people from name brand companies coming in to talk too, right? Yeah, we've got all kinds of friends from the open source world. Everybody from Docker to uh, Netflix, their reliability engine uh, architect who used to run Reddit is speaking. The head of open source from Twitter, the head of open source from Facebook, We've got uh, some people collaborating on projects from Google, uh, the executive director of jQuery Foundation, the executive director of Eclipse, Mike Milinkovich, and our friends from Elasticsearch. And that's off the top of my head. <laughs> wow. Yeah, people, there'll be hack night with where we're giving away Raspberry Pis and devices from ARM. Um, there's, you can attack on additional training at the, at the, at the front end. Uh, this is a pretty full-blown conference, so if you want to get your hands dirty, we definitely can uh, make that happen. Uh, there's boffs at night where you can help drive project direction, lightning talks, and a couple of lions and tigers and, and bears, but <laughs> Moscone is still in negotiations with the about that. <laughs> well, th that's actually, that sounds like a lot. In fact, that sounds like a lot more than like what we had at, what we've had at JudCon in the past. Um, this is like, this sounds like it's like a full blown conference that's just kind of co-resident with Summit. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, wow. uh, and it's a whole lot cheaper. And really cool, <laughs> uh, above and beyond that is uh, Summit's been kind enough to share one of their application development tracks with DevNation. So there's a taste of Summit for those who are interested and who didn't want to pay that type of price tag in the past of what type of talks you would see at Summit. So you'll be able to see Ashesh Badani and Matt Hicks talk about the future roadmap of OpenShift, for example or Mark Proctor, the lead of the Drools project, talk about how um, the, the project's evolved in using complex event processing to be able to quickly react to events within your, your enterprise. So there's a lot of pretty compelling talks within the agenda. The site is devnation.org. I recommend everybody on who listens to the podcast take a look. I was just going to ask, what, the, wait, what was the URL again? devnation.org. And I just wanted to add too is that um, because we do 
kind of expect to see a fair amount of like crossover from Summit. You know, and Summit tends to attract more operations folks. We do actually have a fair number of talks about DevOps, right? And and what does DevOps mean, and how do you start to think about DevOps in your organization? Um, in particular, we have actually a keynote uh, via Gene Kim, uh, the author of the Phoenix Project. If you haven't read that mm. book. Or read it. It's really interesting. Um, I think I ended up reading it in basically two evenings because it's actually entertaining enough that you can't put it down. But then there's a lot of other kind of DevOpsy kind of related stuff too, because we know there will be crossover, and we wanted to make sure that people um, kind of you know see something that is about the next wave of how development style. Right. I mean, my big argument about DevOps is it's exactly the way we used to do development in the early '90s because we didn't understand enough about what we were doing to actually split the roles up, right? So, you know, as a developer, you had to be able to swap in a hard drive, right? Um, because there wasn't anybody else to do it. Uh, you know, over the course of time, everything got more specialized. Everybody got much, you know, kind of tighter what they did. Um, and then like kind of in the early 2000s, we said, hey, why don't we have the developers start talking to the business people again, you know, and we called that agile, right? <laughs> and then, you know, and then DevOps is basically, hey, why don't we start having people work with ops directly rather than, you know, just throwing junk over the wall. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting DevOps talks as well. I like that. So, the, so what you described actually reminds me a lot of uh, the O'Reilly OSCON, right? Which is the, their big open source conference, which uh, I guess was in Moscone for a while, but now they're back in Portland. Um, what makes this different? Is it like, is it like, is it, is it still open source, but kind of Red Hat focused? At least, I mean, I, I, some of the things that I I want to see here, right, um, are kind of about uh, using a lot of these tools. Whereas I think OSCON is a little bit more about um, contributing to them or understanding how they work internally or about how running your own open source project, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whereas I think we're doing here, you know, even though we're Red Hat, right? So therefore, you know, everything we kind of touch tends to be open source. Um, this is a little bit more about consumption um, with a little bit of, of kind of contribution, um, you know, and so that's that's a big thing that I was looking for in, in kind of, you know, talk selection. Right. Actually, that's I'm glad you brought up talk selection, because that was the next thing I wanted to ask you about is how did you get because obviously there's this whole universe of open source projects, um, even if you just limit it to like stuff that's kind of Red Hat related, there's still hundreds of projects that we thousands of projects that we could potentially talk about so how did you guys go through the selection process or kind of what were you looking for when you were picking uh speakers well um you know I, i'm sure ray and i both could answer this question but I, I guess for me it was kind of like let's start with a baseline of uh things that are mostly enterprise ready um, you know, or things that are interesting to the enterprise rather than um, things that are necessarily only interesting to startups. There might be overlap, right? Um, but, you know, that things that you could really use in, you know, what you think of as, you know, kind of Fortune 50 IT organizations. Um, and a lot of those things are starting to be the same things that startups are using, uh, you know, and they're, you know, the enterprises, you know, government, right, are, they're starting to get a lot more agile. They're starting to figure a lot of this stuff out. Um, but what we wanted to be able to do is, or at least for me, right, is that I wanted to focus on stuff that was consumable right now today uh, or really soon, right, and that would be a boon to your kind of enterprise. And then the other thing that I wanted to hit on was um, 
the hard stuff, right? I mean, I, my problem a lot of the times when I go to conferences is that I think a lot of the talks are kind of boring because it's like an intro to blah. Um, and, you know, as I kind of said earlier, it's like, look, I've been a developer for a long time now, you know, picking up a new language, picking up a new concept or whatever. It's a pretty quick thing for me. What I want to know is the hard bits, right? I want to know why, you know, what are the things? So, you know, it's like you can't remember all the syntax for every single language you learn. What you tend to memorize are all the things where it's different, right? So show me about where it's different. Why is this useful in this use case, right? Why is Vertex different from Nginx versus different from HTTPD? Why do you choose one over the other? That's okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And actually, that sounds that it, that sounds like it would make for a really interesting conference. It's going to be maybe even more interesting than Summit. No, I take that back. Um, so, <laughs> so, Ray, did you have a similar... Langdon did a great job, but uh, I just took money. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's legit. That's... <laughs> Some, someone has to pay for the bonbons, right? You know, under the table, bribes always work well. Uh, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, seriousness uh, Langdon did a great job explaining it. Look, this is to learn how to uh, apply a lot of the different technologies that are part of the conference. Most of these talks aren't uh, high-level intros. They are uh, pretty demo-heavy. And you'll find things on Java, things on Ruby, things on Ceylon. Um, we had a very large uh, contingent of, of, of people that were very active in Camel One. So you'll see a full fuse day at the front end of the, the conference as well. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty pleased with this first year's set of selections. We were really really grateful and thrilled with how many uh, different submissions we did get. We got, at the end, well over 300, and they still keep, seem to trickle in. Wow. And we had about 45 slots. <laughs> so it, yeah. was, it was very difficult. Yeah, and it, it sounds to me, too, like you, you could have these other sort of like super-duper hottest and latest languages and development tools and stuff like that, which are really cool for the startup, like you guys were saying. But for a lot of times for the the demographic, the the classic Red Hat demographic, with like you were saying, Fortune 50, um, it may not be as accessible to them. But it sounds like DevNation is a nice blend between, like, latest stable sort of thing, uh, but it's also you, you have a company behind it where it's you know enterprise supported and and all that too, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the hope, right? You know, we'll see what the feedback says, but <laughs> that's the uh, that's the goal is, uh, you know, we try to we really try to, I think, select around that, you know, is, you know, as kind of a primary criterion, you know, is this thing baked? You know, yeah. if it's not baked, it's probably mm -hmm. not all that interesting to, you know, kind of what you think of as, you know, enterprise or professional developers, you know. I hate to use the word professional because I think it means there's kind of a slur there, but I don't mean it that way. Just, you know, that that kind of kind of developers that are in inside ITs and big organizations uh, rather than um, necessarily ones who have a lot of flexibility on their tool choice. Yeah. Well, it also sounds too like it's the way it is set up as having, you know, Summit share the same hall um, would allow people to cross over from the, the classic enterprise IT sort of thing into the more, you know, it's, it's almost like a gateway to the, the DevOps world. Um, and instead of this big shock and awe, this is a way to, to transition into it and learn more without, um, you know, maybe they could go to the summit, but take one or two of the sessions to sort of make their entry into the, the newer way to do development. Absolutely. And then if any summit attendee is welcome to join DevNation, there is an add-on. It's $99, yeah. not a whole lot. Um, 
to be able to pick up and take a preview at a lot of these new texts that yeah, they may be interested in adopting in the next few years. This is a, a really great example of future roadmap for Red Hat. I got a question for you, Langdon. So like as far as like, you know, people are always, you know, that when you think developer and Red Hat at the same time, you know, the first thing I often think of is JBoss or EAP and Java and all that. And, you know, we're, we're trying to get the word out about the developer program and things like that. But for as far as the summit goes, what if, if somebody uh, wants to be more of the um, uh, like Red Hat developer in terms of the um, uh, you know developing for RHEL and things like that, what are some of your favorite sessions that uh, you would recommend for people to check out? Well, there's so if you know it's kind of like you know you do um, you know some of those other languages kind of besides Java, right? Or now you know what's odd about Java is of course now there's like 87 languages on top of Java, um, but if you kind of do the things without the Java VM, um, I think there's a lot of really interesting things around uh, like developer toolset, which is basically kind of the letting you run much more recent versions of uh, say GCC, uh, you know, and the uh, actually the latest version of Eclipse is also in there, you know, a bunch of other things. So the developer toolset talks, there's one in the crossover track. I think there's a couple more as well. Um, the other one that I also like uh, is a developer assistant. So one of the things we've been <clears throat> working on is um, kind of upstream so far is uh, kind of a tool for helping people to get started on a project. One of the things that uh, annoys me about jumping languages all the time is I can never remember like the directory structure for like a whiskey app, you know, with Python, you know, versus how do you set up Ruby and Rails? Like, you know, there's like certain directory structures you got to have, you got to install a bunch of junk, you know, and what are all those stupid things that you got to do, right? Um, and, uh, you know, or where, what are the right Vim plugins, you know, for, uh, for working in Ruby, you know, versus working in Python. Um, so all those things that personally, it's like, I don't understand why they're not automated. Uh, there's a, a new project called developer assistant that's trying to help with that. Um, I hope to see it also start to work on deployment. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think those are some cool things. Um, the other thing that we've been talking about a lot for the past, uh, you know, whatever, a couple of years now, I guess, um, is the Red Hat software collection. So it's kind of like, how can you get, um, you know, latest current version of, you know, latest or, or like kind of what we consider uh, production ready version of, you know, languages and databases and, you know, uh, even like web servers and things like that so that you can uh, choose for a particular application. Hey, I want to use something more current than what was shipped native rel um because this particular application is kind of on a faster track uh so you know i would say look out for the red hat software collections talks developer assistant developer tool set uh, i think there's some really interesting things there i however am also super excited having been a java guy for a long long time uh i'll probably go check out the vertex talk and uh go talk and uh you know some of the uh uh is do we end up with uh Oh, actually, I like the arrow gear stuff, too. So um, there's a bunch of that kind of stuff that I think is really interesting. And then kind of all of it also all integrating with OpenShift. I mean, for me, right, being the platform guy, it's kind of like as far as I'm concerned, I want to be able to easily use all of the Red Hat products as a developer every day, anytime I want uh, as one kind of unified environment so that I can, um, you know, pick the right tool for the job and just start working with it rather than necessarily thinking myself as, you know, a Java guy or a Python guy or a kernel guy or a whatever. Um, because, you know, it's just 
you know, life isn't working that way anymore. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm LinkedIn. I'm glad you mentioned the AeroGear stuff because I was going to ask if we were going to if we were going to talk about some of the mobile developer tools. Uh, do we have any sessions? So we have sessions around AeroGear. We have multiple sessions around mobile. Uh, AeroGear is just one of the projects. We also uh, will be unveiling LiveOak, which is a mobile backend as a service at uh, Devonation as well. So this is being built cool. by uh, Bob McWhorter who also happened to create Drools. He happened to be one of the original founders of Groovy. Uh, he wrote, he founded the Code House. The man's prolific. Um, Ray, is that your, is that your favorite? Uh, is that what you're most looking forward to? Or I know you were excited about the Vertex stuff too. Uh, you know, there's three things we, we didn't even talk to in about yet in, uh, in our conversation. Uh, we have three or four different sessions on the Internet of Things. So you'll be able to hack on these Raspberry Pis and ARM devices and a few different talks on it. Actually, Mike Milinkovic is going to be talking about the Internet of Things as well. Uh, we, you know, mobile, we do have about a half dozen uh, different talks specifically focused on things like AeroGear and Apache's Cordova and LiveOak. And then XPaaS, where application platform as a service is great, but uh, you'll see some talks around iPads and this mobile backend as a service and mobile unified push. Um, so there's some pretty uh, killer talks that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, some of these sessions will be recorded. About the recorded sessions, how do people get, how do people, do you have to have attended this, the, do you have to have attended the event to watch the recorded shows or is there like an embargo or how does that work? Uh, you know, the, the committee hasn't really figured out uh, what those rules will be. Obviously, attendees will get preference over uh, the general public. In, in previous summits, I've seen sessions show up in the customer portal, uh, you know, if you have a customer portal account. But I've also seen some show up on uh, YouTube in the, uh, like, under the Red Hat Summit section or Red Hat section. Cool. So it'll probably be a mix of, mix of both, I guess. Sorry, I was also just kind of going back a little bit to the other topic of uh, kind of in particular like the software collection stuff. Um, what I think is really super interesting, right, is um, how software collections are letting people kind of develop for one of our platforms and then deploy to kind of any of them, right? So, you know, if you build it on RHEL, you know, in like the Python software collection, there's uh, the Python software collection is also running on OpenShift. Um, and so the same app mm -hmm. kind of drop, drops over there, um, you know, so similar to what the value, you know, to, to some of that bonus you get with like JBoss, um, you can start to get with some of the other languages as well. You know, a bunch of the OpenShift talks that are in DevNation, in particular, the one with Adam Miller, um, it, it kind of also focuses on Red Hat software collections, which I think is kind of neat, you know, where you see a lot of that crossover. So sorry to go back to the earlier uh, topic, but that was kind of, uh, I thought that was an interesting thing to point out. Well, speaking of OpenShift, um, what's up with the whole .NET thing? Actually, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, C Sharp um, as a language. I actually was a Microsoft developer for a long time. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't even know it was in the works. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, so I guess under the hood, um, it's not that we are running, like traditionally we would have the OpenShift nodes be running RHEL, and then we would every gear would be a SE Linux uh, container that would be running the app. But in this case, for the .NET ones, uh, uh, they'll be actually running on in, in a jail on uh, a Windows server, right? Yeah, it's Windows um, underneath, yeah. and uh, and it's using um, some code by an organization called or uh, called 
I don't know how to say it. U-H-R-U-R-U. Um, yeah, that does the yeah. Tailing. yeah, there you go. See, you could say it. I just can't say it. Yeah. Langdon, you didn't listen to enough reggae in high school. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Yeah, I lost that bet. Um, but yeah, so I think it's interesting. I don't, it's not out yet though, right? It's still in origin, right? Is, right, is, has, right, exactly. Yeah, okay. And yeah. which is, you know, that's the whole point, right? Is use uh, our community platforms as uh, proving grounds to uh, make sure and vet uh, the technologies. And once we think they're ready to go production, then then we'll harden them and take them in. But this is a great way to get people to, to check it out and, and uh, uh, see how it works and give us feedback and contribute. Yeah, well, and, you know, and, you know, yeah. Ray, close your ears. But, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I was a big fan of C-Sharp um, because as far as I'm concerned, C-Sharp took, you know, some job. One of the neat things I found that, that's coming up with the Summit and Devonation this, this year is is a blurring of a line, uh, you know, or before – you go to the summit and there were performance tuning talks and it was, uh, well, what are the knobs that I have to, to tweak on my, you know, I'm, I'm given an app and how do I tune the system to the best of my ability? Um, where now a lot of the performance tuning, uh, talks that we have are sometimes at the application level. Um, and, and the other part of it is it's not just running a Java app, uh, anywhere. It's, it's how do I have a, uh, Java app run on OpenJDK running on RHEL 7 to the best of its ability too where it's it's again it's that blurring of the lines between um, you know it's, it's not just up to the application developers or just up to the operating system people but it's a combination of both um, but it, I, I think that that's that's another neat thing too of, of being able to do that that sort of tuning uh, whether you're a developer or you know the system admin yeah, you're not even just talking yeah, well, about tuning. You're talking about things such as integration testing, where yeah. they built it in isolation. They'll talk. There's a lot of different talks about using CI with Jenkins or with Archelian and testing and exercising your code in situ. So, if you're a large credit card company and have different web service endpoints or a very ornate security infrastructure, um, you're able to test not only just the code but the configuration to make sure the assumptions that always have made us uh, have battle scars in the past aren't there in the future. Uh, mm -hmm. th there's at least three different talks on, on these particular types of topics, not only just on tuning, but security, on integration testing with multiple different systems. Uh, so I'm looking forward to some of those as well. Well, and the other thing that we can't quite talk about yet, but, you know, there's some uh, – in, it should be like days away, right, uh, for betas coming out. But uh, there's a bunch of tools coming out uh, kind of, you know, within the DTS, Red Hat Software Collection stuff. Um, there's some pretty cool, uh, specifically JVM uh, tuning components uh, that should be in there uh, with any luck. We're kind of winding down here a little bit. Uh, uh, Ray, any final words? Um, uh, and, and, again, and again, you should tell people where to go if they want to register for, uh, for DevNation. So uh, we're publishing this on Tuesday. They have till the end of the week to get early bird special pricing for DevNation uh, at the low, low price of just under $500. Uh, we do bump it up uh, after the 15th of March. So go to devnation.org and register today. Nice, nice. Langdon, uh, any final words for, uh, for the folks at home? 
Uh, no, not really. Uh, just, you know, I think it'll be, I think it sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, the only other thing that I would kind of add, which I, we were probably remiss in not adding before is, uh, we've also pretty heavily expanded the, uh, developer lounge in the expo floor. Um, so there should be really strong representation from a bunch of the upstream projects, uh, with mm. a bunch of really cool, uh, bits and pieces and people to talk to and things like that about, um, something like eight or nine of our different uh kind of open source projects that that we work with all the time you know you can guess who they are um you know i i don't have the list in front of me unfortunately um and uh you know so definitely you know the the dev nation people also have access to the same expo floor as the summit so uh there's there'll be a good mix of people to talk to their red hat employees you know contributors to to a lot of these components uh so awesome Awesome. Gunnar, Dave, I really have to thank well, uh, you for letting us speak about DevNation on your show. And appreciate you folks not falling asleep while we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Our pleasure. Um, uh, Ray, Langdon, thank you so much for joining us. Um, please come back again. So, Langdon, we just dropped a whole bunch of different project names and technologies and events. Where does anybody go to actually get more material on this? Well, you know, I think you could probably go to uh, the show notes, and they are conveniently located at D, as in Ray, and G, as in Langdon, show.org. And uh, you can find the notes there. Uh, and, you know, also in devnation.org, you'll be seeing, hopefully early next week, uh, a bunch of links to the various projects within the uh, individual abstracts. So check those both out. And uh, we really like being on the show. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate you guys being on the show, Langdon and Ray. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.